Welcome to Get the Facts, Jack, a weekly podcast from Jack County, Texas, sharing factual information to the citizens of Jack County. I'm your host, Judge Brian Keith Humphreys. And of course, my wingman today is Frank Hefner, the Jack County Emergency Management Coordinator. Man, what happened to our words, Hefner? Well, we uh, after our second podcast, I had the words, and it was talking about uh, don't come back no more, no more, no more, no more. <laughs> We figured we better change it, and we're going to have to uh, line this up a little bit better. Well, so I gotta, I gotta tell you, you're you're beginning to get good at this. Yes, sir. Just think, this is only our third episode, and uh, we're already sounding better. We're uh, we're gonna make we're gonna make professionals out of ourselves. We're gonna make this, aren't we? Done. Yeah. Well, you know what? Our guest today is Dr. Robert Cooper. He is. Oh, a he chief is of a staff. professional. He is. He just makes all of us look better, <laughs> yes, doesn't sir. it? Yeah, so Coop is with us now again. That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> that, that is the fact, Jack. I listened to the second episode and I couldn't even say that correctly. I got tongue tied in it. Was yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, uh, the one thing that you're going to, if you continue to listen, you're going to hear us mess up. And you know what? We don't go back in and do a lot of uh, producing and make us sound better than what we are. This is just pretty much what you see is what you get, and so we. We might even misspeak from time to time. This so. is about as raw as it gets. It is a little bit raw, isn't it? So, anyway, thanks for tuning in again. Uh, as you know, we had uh, the opportunity this last week to uh, run a couple of our podcasts. You can hear us now live on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Cast. Um, I think there's about five or six other venues. And then if you aren't able to connect through one of those uh, services, then what you can do is is we'll always post the link on my Facebook page, which is Keith Humphreys, Jack County Judge. So if you want to hear the latest, I always encourage you to tune in to our previous episodes, and then we'll continue making that commitment. I've got, seriously, I've got about five or six different people already lined up, and they want to come on our show after they heard our first two episodes. And you know, Cooper was one that said, "Hey, man, I got something to say. Yeah. I need, I, I need, need to, to come, come back, back on." Yep. yep. <laughs> Reluctantly. <laughs> Reluctantly. You are just a sucker for this, isn't it? So, anyway, Doctor Cooper, man, it's been a crazy last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, one of the things that um, you know we have been the COVID team. This is the this is the dream team right here. This is the original bunch that kind of have been managing jack county through the uh, covid19 episode since since march mm-hmm. i guess we're, march. we're like eight nine months now on this so um and we stuck through it together we've made good decisions um we've made good leadership decisions and so we're moving forward so uh, but we've had a lot of developments over the last two weeks mm-hmm. and now the vaccine we've mm-hmm. got the pfizer and we have the moderna vaccine that is now hitting the streets and so uh, in this episode, I want us to talk about uh, what that looks like, how we're going to, um, how that's going to affect the citizens of Jack County, uh, kind of our predictions of whenever it's going to come to our county. It's beginning to uh, be distributed in uh, counties surrounding us, and uh, we're very aware of that. And so we've been working behind the scenes of uh, communicating with uh, uh, Texas Department of Emergency Management and uh, dish which is the texas uh what health department of state health services yeah so uh we're on a <laughs> we're 
we've got their numbers on speed dial. <laughs> we've yes, had we it. Do. I've almost, you know, I almost think Cooper, I almost think Dr. Massey and, um, you know, like Chief Kid down mm-hmm. in Austin. Uh, chief Kid is the uh, chief of the Department of uh, Emergency, Emergency Management, Management, which is, you know, our Frank Hefner. I mean, that's his direct uh, liaison. But we we call and we have conversations with those people so much. I think now they're avoiding our calls. <laughs> <laughs> it's those dead gum guys from Jack County. But you know what, I, I, Cooper, I got to brag on you real quick. There was a thing that came out about a month, two months ago, and it was called GA32. Mm-hmm. And it was Governor Abbott's, um, one of his orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been under the rules of GA29, not to get too specific and lose everybody, but 29 is what regulated the wearing of masks, opening of bars, mm-hmm. occupancy, capacity, bars, restaurants, these type of things. Mm-hmm. So that's what really got all the attention was GA29. And then um, we've had a couple of other ones that really kind of nobody paid attention to. Well, GA32 directly affected Jack County probably two months ago mm-hmm. before it even hit the headlines or was anywhere on the governor's radar. We were already contacting. You reached out to me mm-hmm. about the effects of it, and I would encourage our our listeners to go Google right now, mm-hmm. look at GA 32 and read it. It talks about whenever a local hospital's um, COVID capacity, trauma capacity reaches mm-hmm. 15%, they can no longer do elected surgeries. And it has a few other things tied to it as far as in the community and stuff. Yeah. But what what's so important is, is where that affected Jack County mm-hmm. was – if we had a patient, we're a feeder hospital, mm-hmm. and we we basically do the triage mm-hmm. and we do the assessment. We have incredible medical staff at Faith Community Hospital. Um, we make an assessment. We 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 treat them. Mm-hmm. I say we. I act like I'm part of that team, but your team mm-hmm. uh, does the assessment, and then you get them where they need to go. Mm-hmm. To, you you give them the emergency, the immediate medical assistance, and then they either go to Fort Worth, they go to Decatur, mm-hmm. they go to Wichita Falls, or they they are transported out. This GA32 put restrictions upon the ability to transfer people patients out of your hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, that's scary. Yes, it goes a little deeper than that. I mean, we are starting as a hospital over the last few years starting to keep more patients here because of the staff and the, their, our level of education and how, uh, how much better we're getting at taking care of some more people here that we used to not do. And that, sure. helps, that helps with the facilities of the old hospital, new hospital. But, um, but this did directly affect – there's a lot more to it, but for the sake of time – other hospitals were keeping their "quote unquote" COVID beds at a very low rate to not hit that fifteen percent. Right. Some of them went ahead and went over. Wichita Falls is is very busy. Uh, they were not necessarily one. I just want to make that clear. Sure. We we transfer a lot to Wichita Falls. They are very busy. They had they've gone over the thing and uh, the fifteen percent rule. But there are other facilities uh, in the Metroplex that were not doing that, and so it was really hindering our ability to get the sicker patients out that needed to be out mm-hmm. um, and taken care of properly um, with more services. So, yes, that's kind of a little bit more of the. Well, and, and why I'm bragging on you is because you brought a problem to me 
before Austin even knew it had a problem. Mm-hmm. And within an hour, mm-hmm. you had made me aware of it. We started running it up our chain through Texas Department of Emergency Management. Mm-hmm. We had a conference call, a Zoom meeting. Frank, you were part of instru- right. putting all this together. We had not only our regional but our divisional manager, managers. And we were feeding directly into Chief Kidd, who has a seat at the table with Governor Abbott. Mm-hmm. This is Jack County, Texas. Mm-hmm. And then we got the bright idea. We were having a Zoom conference, and we were expressing our concerns about how this was could potentially affect Jack County. Mm-hmm. Before it even happened, you brought this to us. We were on the phone with Drew Springer's office, mm-hmm. state representative at that time. He was on the call, call with us. And he didn't even, he listened to the whole conversation. He allowed his chief of staff and his support people to follow up. And then all of a sudden, at the last part of the conversation, Drew said, hey, guys, I've heard everything that you've said, and I will get on the phone, and we will get directly with with the governor's office. And so, you know, Cooper, if it wasn't for you and bringing that to our attention, and let me tell you what else. No, I know you you don't like people to brag on you, but I am. Because the people need to know the quality of medical care that you get at FCH. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I'm telling you, man, I told you, you're on point. Mm -hmm. It is. You're cutting edge. You're you're ahead of the curve. And to me, that's what makes our team better than our surrounding counties. I mean, Hefner, you're the same way. And if you've been around me very long – you know I'm way ahead of the curve because I <laughs> right. can't stand to be behind the curve. Yeah. That furiates me. And sometimes people have to put me in my place and say, Judge, you're a little out there. You need to come back in. And that's okay. But we're forward thinking. That's mm-hmm. what we right. need to be. Right. That's, that's why we're elected officials, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you're the chief of staff. That's why you're my emergency management coordinator. And so, anyway, I went to another judge's meeting in Wichita Falls. Here I am talking about all this stuff. Maybe this is therapy. <laughs> Maybe I just need to get this out. So anyway, I'm I'm usually I'm the I'm the young person. I'm the youngest judge in this North Texas region, right? Or the the least amount of time. And so I know my place in that pecking order. And I started venting to this. And you know what? The judges heard me talking about this and so they're like, Hey judge, we're having the same problem in our county. We're from Quana. We're from Childress. We're from the Kona. Our hospital can't transfer into these feeder hospitals. Amarilla, they're not taking any patients whatsoever. It's a problem. Well, I just so happened to have two state, uh, I had uh, two senators there, the staff members, and then two representatives there that listened to our our conversations because then they feed that information to, to Austin. And so anyway, I went over and I saw these people huddled up. Well, I started preaching the word to them about how GA32 has some issues and it is a man-made problem. It is a political it's a it it's a choice that we had. We can put that number in there and it was affecting people of Jack County not being able to get the medical treatment that they needed. And I want you to know all those all those um, state reps and senators uh, staff, staff members, members were wearing their phone out and even in my conversation, they were saying, Judge, keep going. I'm talking to State Senator so-and-so, and he's responding. He's, he's not aware of this problem, but he will get right on it. And I think, I think we've seen some relief from it. Um, they didn't change the percentage, like is what we were asking for, but they, it has become uh, top of mind. And so they have responded. Mm-hmm. And now, Cooper, you have got a direct line to 
the chief of staff at Drew Springer's office. Mm. And uh, we're, we're building those relationships, right. and I, they're going to be critical in the future. The other cool thing about it is, is Drew Springer is now our new senator. Congratulations. And That's right. He won the runoff, didn't he? He, run, he, he won Saturday against Shelley Luther. Mm-hmm. And so now we have an opportunity that we have, we have a direct communication and established relationship with, with, with our senator. And right. to me, not that we didn't have it with Pat Fallon, but we have got a very good relationship, a working relationship with Drew Springer's office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, well, let's talk about um, vaccines. We know that Pfizer is um, already out. It's being um, you know, distributed in our surrounding counties, and we anticipate you know, Moderna's coming out. Mm-hmm. And tell us a little bit about the difference between Pfizer, Moderna, what that means to Jack County, and um, what, do you, what do you think about the vaccine process? <laughs> So we, we kind of touched on it, what was that, two weeks ago? I yes, can't remember what that was. <clears throat> two weeks ago, we kind of touched on a little bit of vaccine, and, and right now things are changing uh, by the day, honestly. so And we knew they would. And we knew they would. Yeah, yeah absolutely, we knew they would. But uh, so Pfizer was the one that had to be stored in ultra-cold um, freezers, that and it was only available to health systems that were had over 1,000 employees. So we, we kind of knew – um, that we would not be in the in the um, pecking order for the Pfizer vaccine, but we knew starting about two or three weeks ago that Moderna was going to probably be ours. Uh, Moderna's does not need the ultra cold freezer, so we've started. We've been working with DSHS and uh, to kind of get signed up. This the sign up system is tough to navigate. Uh, they've thrown together this this database, obviously because of the pandemic and things that's that uh, to try to get uh, a system together to to send out the vaccine. So um, we are uh, working to get the Moderna vaccine here as fast as possible. They just approved it as an EUA, emergency use authorization uh, vaccine, I think Friday or Saturday. Yeah, this is recent. I mean, this is cutting edge, like three or four days. Yes, that's correct. So they're just now starting to come out with their list of Moderna vaccine. Um, We um, are working... furiously to to get the Moderna vaccine uh, here. And there's a couple of counties um, that touch Jack County that have not gotten either uh, that are not on that first list. The main difference is um, actually 90, the initial trials, Pfizer showed about 90% uh, mm-hmm. um, positive outcomes and uh, Moderna is 94, 95%. So it, it, it does pretty good. It's it is two doses. Both of them are two doses, but the Moderna one that we're going to be getting here most likely is uh, one dose and then a second dose in 28, 28 days after that. So it is a two-dose series uh, about a month apart. And you can't switch. So if you, you cannot switch. If you have the Pfizer vaccine first, if you somehow get a hold of the Pfizer vaccine first, you cannot get the Moderna one second. You have to stick with mm-hmm. it. Stick with it. So, so one of the things is is that if, if we have a resident or a citizen that is – Going outside of Jack County to get a if they're in this mm-hmm. in this phase one tier, which means frontline healthcare workers. Correct. So phase the the, the vaccinate Texas or the vac, the CDC, all those types of things have, have four phases. The first first phase is definitely healthcare workers, frontline workers. Uh, that would that would include, and the top of that tier is obviously hospital or nursing home or assist lift people that directly work with it, uh, maybe testing, uh, 
the lab people, stuff like that. And then in that phase one, it also gets to frontline workers as in um, law enforcement, and law enforcement, uh, EMS, yes. which here in Jack County, it's there at the hospital. Yeah. Um, fire, 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 stuff jail like staff. that, jail staff, yeah. people like that that have direct contact with, with people. So uh, if you, <clears throat> if any of those people have already gotten it, they cannot switch between doses. It has to be Pfizer to, to Moderna, but most 99% of all of us will have the Moderna first shot and we'll get Moderna second shot. So, yeah. Are, now I don't mean to jump around very much, but okay. so can local government mandate, can we, can we demand that you take the shot? What's the rules on that? No, you, there was, there, this has been a legal question that they've gone. And it's kind of been hanging out there that the most recent, which I think is what will stay is no one can mandate this vaccine. And the reason is, is it's different from other vaccines is because this is an emergency youth authorization vaccine because it is EUA. It cannot be mandated by any employer, by government, by officials, by anybody. Okay. So, you know, there's going to be some local people that maybe choose not to take Mm -hmm. the vaccine. That's correct. And it's a little bit controversial. It seems like as I poll people and on a regular basis, I, I love to have people approach me and ask me questions to pick my brain. And one of the things I ask them is, is are you going to get the vaccine Mm -hmm. when it's, when it's your time, whenever you're phase three or four and you have, uh, have that opportunity, will you take it? And you know what? It's, it's a 50, 50 split. The people are, they're either, very polar absolutely i'm going to be the first one in line or they're like mm, i think i'm going to wait and i'll get it maybe midsummer and see how it affects everybody else well um a few things there number one a, a lot of will dictate that is what vaccine is rolling out through the government at the time that they're in that phase so if a healthy 30 year old who is a you know works at a local business, they're probably going to be phase four. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of depends on what vaccines in phase four or where we are. So right. there's going to be some things that are dictated there that, that are, are out of the individual's control. Right Now, when it is time for a person to be vaccinated, whether it's going to be uh, me or uh, people at the hospital in the next few weeks when Moderna uh, does get here, each person is going to have to make their individual choice. And I totally get that. I mean, it's, it's, um, I think I'd be lying if I didn't say that I haven't had these discussions with my wife because I'm a young, healthy, um, individual sure. and I most likely, um, would not have any complications if I had COVID or anything like that. So, but with that being said, they've, they have defined a couple things that says it, the antibody test doesn't necessarily matter with you needing or not needing the COVID vaccine. You still need it. Even if you've had COVID and gotten over it, they now are they're saying that you still need to get the vaccine because the, the rate of reinfection they're seeing and stuff like that. So um, that should play into someone's mindset. And ultimately what I'm going to settle on is that, yes, it's for myself. I probably won't get super sick if I get it, but if I get it in a very mild, um, the, the amount of people I come in contact with, either patients or unhealthy people, or even just within my own family, if I was an individual that wasn't in the healthcare world, grandma, grandpa, or maybe uncle who doesn't know he has an underlying health problem. And I'm not trying to guilt trip the thing, but it, I've kind of taken it in the sense of it's kind of my civil 
duty to uh, as a community for us to the more people that take it the more that we can get this tamped down yeah. and get 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 away with it so yes there there is definitely concern on both sides or if you want to take it or not take it by no means uh it, it cannot be mandated but um but it, there's some serious thinking there sure so, anyways, absolutely hope that helps a little bit yeah absolutely it does so we anticipate that it's going to be available through FCH our rural clinic and then also, I believe City Drug has signed up as a provider. Is that correct? The, yes. As of now, it, it looks like us and City Drug, which is technically where we always get the flu shots well, from, sure. is us and City Drug. Yeah. Um, and we'll work together as a team if, um, without sparing a lot of the details on some of the mess behind the scenes of how it's rolling out, <laughs> that um, – if City Drug gets it first, we'll work with them to get it to the right people. I mean, we need to follow the phases, and right. and we're all once again as this team and and the other community members that are that are on board um, behind the scenes with as this has all gone along. The main goal really is to get the Moderna vaccine into Jack County and get it to our healthcare workers. Absolutely, first and, first and foremost. Yeah, whether it's at FCH or whether it's you know what, and even if City Doug drug does receive it within the next couple of weeks or the next few days then they're still required by to follow the cdc guidelines to phase one administer mm-hmm. it to phase one and that's correct. going to be healthcare workers and uh, those at our nursing facilities correct nursing facility you know here in jacksboro it's uh, going to be uh, the faith community nursing home and then also graystone so that's going to be uh, uh, that's going to be and, and another thing that's going to make a big difference is how many doses do we receive? If we only receive 50, then we're going to have to figure out right where those 50 go. Or It's not a fun seat to be in when we all have this discussion because when it comes out, if there's only 100 or if it's 200, well, then we could be a lot more sure. uh, liberal with the way that who, who we give it to and figure yeah. it out. So Well, and like you said, and we've said it three or four times just in this conversation, in this episode, the the rules are changing. They are. The guidelines are changing on a daily basis. And uh, you know what? Every time we get a new memo from ED or from uh, uh, CDC or from Dish or from Tetums, uh, you know it changes. <laughs> yeah. And so we we are constantly having to be very fluid and flexible about this. And you mm-hmm. know what, guys? We can't get frustrated because over the last eight months there has been plenty of frustrations on how this has rolled out, mm-hmm. fighting and fighting, combating COVID. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We can't get that. We got to work as a team. At the end of the day, it's what's in the best interest of our citizens and Absolutely. our healthcare workers. And let's let's get through this process. Mm-hmm. It's just pushing through it. So, I will I will say just quick two other things I have on my notes here is as of now the contraindication the only contraindication to the Moderna vaccine is if you've had an allergic reaction to this exact Moderna vaccine, which means if you haven't had the shot before, there's there's not any allergies tied to it like egg allergies or shellfish allergies or anything like that so um basically that's a positive that's a positive yeah. so um so as of right now there's not really a contraindication uh, of anyone getting their first shot there is a little bit of very very little gray area there which if you have any concern then you should talk to your provider before you just go grab it obviously but mm-hmm. but um or ask myself or when it first rolls out but and then um i forgot my other point that's all right. I do that all the time. Man, that that you're shows off on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always have Hefner here because yeah. he's the one that helps me get through this. So. Yeah, right. But you know what? Uh, the one good positive thing we talked about it before is you know fuel, uh, fuel, 
the flu season has really not mm-hmm. affected us, but you know, we know our healthcare workers are, are past the point of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I want you to know, and I hope that if, if our healthcare workers are listening, um, but I want you to share the message to them there, Cooper at the, at the hospital, man, thank you for keeping our community safe. Thank you for their efforts. You know, we talked about the relationship with JISD and, and thinking outside the box and, and the assistance they've done. And so, man, your guys have, and men and women, uh, have done a phenomenal job, uh, man, boots on the ground, uh, working through this conflict. Thank and you. So, and, I was, and I would say ahead. this, even even at that, you know, um, we've seen FCH themselves, and, and I'll brag on the nurses and the doctors, They've stepped their game up during this time, and uh, you know, uh, hospital itself seems like it's kind of you know at first it seemed like it everything just shut down for a little bit, but man, when they took off, they you know they're they're good workers out there, and yep. uh, they've done a fantastic job. If if anybody listening has the ability to tell anybody in the healthcare and FCH, thank you. Mm-hmm. It'd be yes, we we are all. Right now. Um, running on fumes, the front staff, the, the, the nurses, the custodians, I mean, man, they have, they have worked overtime cleaning. There's no way that, that we could take care of the community if it was not for any and every single one at the hospital doing that kind of stuff. Well, Even know, just the front office staff, they're, they're all, all of us, although we all bear it in a different way. Um, if you, it, I mean, the docs that have been out there, everybody, if you see someone out and about that just works at the hospital in any capacity, give them a little positive encouragement because it's it's been tough and yeah. it, it's worn on everyone in the whole hospital. Well, you know, we, we've kind of, you know, the we've had to think outside the box in every situation uh, since March. Um, the hospitals come out with the clinics right on the front steps of the courthouse. We're doing a we're doing a flu clinic here. You know, it's outdoors. We're trying to keep everybody as, as safe as possible. But it's almost like the hospital staff just empties the building there and comes here, does their work, pick up, and go again. And they're and they're smile on their face, and yep, they're just right stops. at it. Never stops. Yeah. They're just at it. They have a passion for Jacksboro and Jack mm-hmm. County and serving mm-hmm. our community. So, man, hats off to them. So, great job. Right. Cooper, got anything else for us? No. Um not that I can think of as far as the vaccine goes. It's like I said, I just, I don't know when it's going to get here. Um, we're working hard behind the scenes with a few of variables to try to get it here as quick as possible. And when we do, we'll follow the phases and get it out. And it just kind of depends on who will be getting it. We'll follow the, those guidelines and go from there. But other yeah. than that, not. Great job. Great job, Good guys. Job. I greatly appreciate uh, our listeners that are that are sticking with us through these episodes. I promise you that each week we will come out with uh, uh, different topics. Uh, but right now, you need to make sure you understand that you get the facts, Jack, because this needs to be the source of factual information, and it's the way that we are uh, getting the message out via uh, social media. And so please take just a few minutes to invite somebody uh, we are on iTunes. We are on Spotify. If you need to uh, share our Facebook page, you can do that as well. So we're going to try to get it out there to where we can get as many listeners as possible. And stay tuned. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have a uh, what's it called? A uh, what kind of party is that? A you're doing you're doing karaoke, right? 
Oh yeah, you should Something sing. Similar. You should hear me sing karaoke, <laughs> man. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. <laughs> it, <laughs> thanks, Cooper. <laughs> There's thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the save. <laughs> 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 <laughs>